0: The Productive Woman, Episode 141. Hello and welcome to this episode of The Productive Woman. My name is Laura McClellan and this is a podcast dedicated to productivity for busy women. My goal is to help you find the tools and encouragement you need to manage your time, life, stress and stuff so you can accomplish the things you care about most and make a life that matters. Thanks so much for joining me. In this episode, we're going to talk about what we can do on Sunday to set the week up for a good start. You'll find links to resources I mentioned and more information in the show notes for this episode at theproductivewoman.com 141. This episode is brought to you by Alt-MBA, an intensive leadership and management workshop designed for change makers who are itching to make a bigger impact. You know, the working world has changed and with the growth of the internet, there has never been more opportunities for you to level up in your leadership skills, your management skills, and the ways that you contribute to the world. So if you're looking for ways to have a bigger impact, the Alt-MBA could help you get there. Alt-MBA is the creation of Seth Godin, a thought leader and best-selling author who wanted to bring the best of the MBA experience to those who can't or don't want to travel to places like Stanford or Harvard. Alt-MBA is an intensive, immersive, four-week online experience. There are no lectures, no videos. It's rolling up your sleeves and working in groups with people who are equally in it to win it, so to speak. The curriculum is entirely hands-on, so more than 75% of your time in the program is dedicated to shipping your work to working on practical projects that allow you to apply what you're learning. The workshop brings together two groups of of leaders who are curated, they they put these groups together to pick the right mix of people from different industries and different areas of expertise with an end result that you are surrounded by other leaders who are moving to the top of their respective fields and helping to support each other to become stronger cross-functional change agents. The workshop splits you up into groups every week, so you're working with a bunch of people that you might otherwise never meet. You get the chance to give and get feedback, and you're seeing your blind spots in a whole new way. You work on 13 projects during the month, and and in so doing, you're constantly pushing ahead, growing and developing. And creating a body of work is proof of the skills you're developing. This program is not about passive learning. You're not sitting in a classroom taking notes. You're uh, you're actively putting the concepts you're learning into practice until they become a habit. Challenging? Absolutely. But our friends at Seth Godin's Alt-MBA believe the rewards are worth it. And you can ask their alumni. You can go to their website and see uh, testimonials from people who've been through the program over a 1,000 people from 580 cities and 49 countries around the world have done the Alt-MBA, including product managers, naval commanders, lawyers, marketing directors, engineers, ophthalmologists, user experience designers, filmmakers, and many more. And these are people, about half of the group is freelancers. The other half is folks at companies and startups like Slack, Tesla, Kickstarter, Charity Water, Microsoft, Nike, Trello, Warby Parker, and many more. Um, and And so you're you're really in a great company being part of this program. And what's interesting with this group of really motivated people, while most online courses barely approach a seven percent completion rate, the Alt-MBA has an astonishing 96% completion rate. So if you're a busy woman who wants to learn and grow as a leader and increase your impact in the busy world, and you're ti- if you're tired of courses that you never finish or videos you've only bookmarked, then put those aside. Check out the Alt-MBA as a different way to level up. If you're a leader and want to become even better, this may well be what you're looking for. Right now they're accepting applications for the summer and fall sessions. So to find out more, visit altmba.com slash productive women. And for special consideration, you can mention this podcast in their application and tell them I sent you. And so remember that's altmba.com slash productive women, plural, not productive woman. Um, check it out. I'll I'll put a reminder at the end and we'll have a link in the show notes as well. So let's get into the episode. Back in episode 136, we shared some wisdom from the Productive Woman community that was inspired by a conversation in the Facebook group. Uh, This episode is another one of those. There was a recent conversation about if and how the community members spend time on Sundays preparing for the upcoming week. And it was another one of those just really great conversations. Lots of people jumped in with suggestions and and kind of sharing how they do it. And I just thought, you know what, I want to make this available to even to the people who aren't in the community. So Arianna shared the question that started this. She says, show idea for you, Laura McClellan, Sunday prep would be cool to hear how various people prep for the week ahead and set themselves up for success. So that was what uh, Arianna posted in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group. Wendy and Kim and Barb chimed in agreeing it would be a great topic. And I agreed. I thought this is so interesting. And especially as people started jumping in and sharing their thoughts and ideas, I'm going to share some of those in this episode. And so, you know, why does it matter? Where does this come from? We've talked in the past, um, clear back, even as far back as episode 27 of The Productive Woman, we've talked about routines, about how developing routines can help you make the best use of your time and energy and attention, help you get focused on what matters most to you, create habits of doing certain things that set you up for success, Well, one routine or habit to develop is setting aside time to get a big picture look at your upcoming week and prepare yourself for what you need and want to do. Uh, You know, we all, most of us, I think, certainly me and those of you, I think most of you who listen to the show, you know, the reason you listen to this is because you are a, a busy person, you're doing a lot of things and you want to make sure you're making the best use of your time, that you're really accomplishing the things that matter to you. And it can be a challenge. We have lots to do. We we wear lots of hats. A lot of us are, you know, we have jobs or careers of various kinds, whether we're going out to an office or, or working from home as I mostly do now. Um, but still practicing law, you know, it's, it's a demanding career. So most of us have something like that and, or we are running a household. We've got a a spouse or children or both. Um, and we've got things we care about, maybe volunteer positions or church commitments, community involvement, all these things that we're doing and just, you know, our own personal care and personal development and a lot of times it, it's really easy to feel, you know, to hit that Monday morning or whatever day of the week, your, your week starts, um, feeling like you're behind even before it's gotten started. Well, having a routine in place to prepare a little bit is, um, can be a great way to set yourself up for success and for a more peaceful way of getting through your week. The idea is to sort of get out in front of it by thinking ahead. What am I doing next week? What's on the calendar? For me, that's where it always starts. Look at my calendar. What appointments do I have? Um, you know, it used to be that not so long ago that every morning I was going during the week, I was going to get up and, and drive to the office and be there all day and practice law and then drive back home. And, you know, I had various things going on during the day. Now it's a little different because I'm mostly practicing from home, uh, but I still need to look at my calendar and figure out, all right, what days do I have conference calls? What days do I have open space that I'm going to be able to commit to you know, doing some of that deep work that I need to do? Are there days this week that I need to go into Dallas and meet with clients or take care of business at the office? You know, so that's the first step is looking at the calendar, figuring out what's going on. What have I already committed myself? And what, what do I need to do to be ready for that? Do I have the materials I need to do those things? I've got a client meeting, do I have a clean suit to wear? Uh, you know, uh, do I, if I have a a presentation to do, am I prepared for that? Do I have the materials? Do I need handouts? Do I need, um, do my kids have activities that I need to uh, prepare for? Are there, um, permission slips that need to be signed? Those sorts of things. Are there days, this week where I need to make arrangements for dinner. You know, if, if you're the person and it is as is often the case, but not always, but that, that the woman, whether she's got an outside job or not is responsible for getting dinner on the table. Um, if that's you, whether you're a woman or a man, uh, and you're going to be out, maybe you've got a late meeting. Do you need to make arrangements for din- alternatives for dinner or for childcare or for other you know, other things for that week. Do I need to have my car gassed up so I'm ready for a road trip? That's kind of part of the step of setting the week up for for a more peaceful uh, time instead of getting to the morning of an important meeting and realizing I'm not ready, I don't have whatever I need. So that's part of the process or part of the thinking behind this uh, this question I think that uh, that Ariana asked of what do you do on Sundays to get ready for the week and we'll talk a little more later about whether you know it has to be Sunday or not but the concept is to get out in front of what's coming up not only what commitments have you made but what do you want to accomplish and what needs to be done to prepare for that. So that, that's kind of a backdrop for this. The question was, you know, what are people doing to prepare for the week and setting themselves up for success? And, um, Angie jumped in, uh, and said, uh, I've been working on using a Sunday basket, Mails and bills or mail and bills go in into the basket throughout the week. Papers, the grandkids bring home from school, et cetera. Plus, I have a notebook for meal ideas. So Sunday evening, I can go through the mail, pay bills, trash the junk mail. I make sure anything important for the kids is signed. Checks are made out or a a date put on the calendar. Same with any invitations I've received throughout the week. And then she says beyond that, Sunday is laundry and groceries. And so that's kind of how Angie spends part of her Sunday getting ready for the week. And she, Angie, actually, as a kind of a side thing, she's just the first of several women uh, who you'll you'll hear from who mentioned the Sunday basket. and i I can't speak for where for sure for where they got from it, but where I learned of the concept of the Sunday basket, um this is a, a unique and really useful organization tool that's championed by past productive woman guest Lisa Woodruff. She was our guest on episode one twenty two. And Lisa talks about it on her Organized 365 website. And you can learn about how she uses and teaches other people to use the Sunday basket to kind of keep organized during the week and what she does with it on Sundays. Uh, you can learn more about that. She's talked about it on her blog. She's talked about it on her podcast. I'll put a link in the show notes to her website and to a blog post about that. So, you know, following along on that theme, Betsy from the community says, I set up my bullet journal for the week. She does that on Sundays. Uh, She says, I plan my to-do list for the week and write down any unusual appointments. I also make my plan for Monday. She does laundry. She organizes her medications for the week. She does her Sunday basket and she cleans out her purse. So those are some things that that, uh, Betsy does on Sunday to get ready for the week. Again, uh, it, one of the things I thought was interesting uh, that a couple people pointed out was to maybe start your Sunday ritual, your Sunday routine, by taking a look back and acknowledging your accomplishments from the week just past. And I love that idea. And Elizabeth was uh, one who mentioned that. She says, I review my previous week and write down what I accomplished. I I just love that, that sort of giving yourself a pat on the back and credit for what happened in that week, a little bit of a review. Uh, Elizabeth goes on to say, I write in my planner, my tasks for each day of the upcoming week. Based on my activities for the week, I plan my menu and make a grocery list. I have certain tasks that I do on certain days and it helps to order my week. Uh, Lisa agreed with her. She says, I do the exact same thing, Elizabeth. Lisa also does a good deep cleaning of the house on Sundays Uh, she says so I don't have to worry about major chores during the week and and she goes on to say finally I run any errands that need done grocery store drugstore anything that needs picked up or dropped off gets done on Sunday the last thing I want to do after work during the week is run an errand and see, that's I, that's such a great idea. If that works for you, it's, uh, you know, if your weeks are long and your weekdays are long and you're exhausted by the time you get off work or finish with what you're doing during the day and, you know, you, you don't want to have to run errands, thinking ahead and doing all those things on Sunday or Saturday or whenever, picking one day to do all those things can free up that time during the week to... to let you rest Uh, ariana who asked this question originally really liked the idea of writing down what you accomplished and and she says so often we just look at the things we haven't accomplished yet and i agree ariana that's that's the whole point we don't give ourselves credit we only see what we haven't done instead of realizing you know what i really accomplished a lot so give yourself credit take some time to write that down a couple of people uh, plan what they're gonna wear Uh, Melanie mentioned I she says I look at the weather forecast for the week pick out clothes for work and iron everything at once that way I only have to set up the ironing board and iron once a week I don't have to do it every night when I'll most likely be too tired to want to do another chore great idea if you do ironing um, and I have to confess I do very little ironing very rarely do I do it but I love the idea of looking ahead and thinking, what am I going to wear? Or maybe you have a husband who wears, you know, dress shirts and you don't send them out to the cleaners to be pressed. But the idea of doing all the ironing at once, if you're going to do that, is a good one. Rebecca also reviews the weather, plans outfits. She says, I clean shoes as needed, prep the kids' lunches, plan my lunches and snacks, go through my work bag and hang up all the laundry from the weekend. So um, getting your clothes ready for the week can save that uh, morning rush around, uh, you know, what am I going to wear today? And oh no, that that dress is at the cleaners or whatever. So I love that. Um, so Cheryl chimed in on a similar kind of thing. She says, when I worked, I checked the weather and picked out outfits down to the jewelry and hung everything together on commercial laundry basket hanger thing. Um, She also ordered anything from Amazon that was needed for the house, like a new filter for the refrigerator water dispenser. She made sure all the laundry is done. Salads were made and layered in wide mouth quart canning jars. Interesting idea, Cheryl. I share a photo of that in the group. I'd love to see that. Um, Make sure the house and the floor is clean. Fill medication dispensers. Talk to the husband about plans for the week, things we need to do or think about think about work and issues in the upcoming week, write anything I need to do or think about in my planner. And she said her husband took care of the food, so she didn't have to think about that. So I, you know, that's a a great idea. I I like the ideas of um, checking the weather and planning your, you know, what you're going to wear accordingly. And you could do the same thing for your kids if you want to get them ready. So you don't have the, you know, in the morning before school, what's everybody going to wear kind of thing. Wendy um, kind of lamented. She said she, she said she wishes she has a be- had a better Sunday routine. She says, I just clean house, do laundry, grocery shop. She doesn't find that very motivating. She says, I'd love to do something more energizing and productive, but not sure what. Maybe setting aside some time um, on Sunday to, do, to work on a special project that is, uh, that is inspiring to you, Wendy. Uh, and I say that to all of us, I do try to save some time for something like that, although it can be a challenge at times. Uh, so if you're listening and you've got some good ideas about how you can build some of that sort of energizing time into the Sunday routine, share that in the uh, comment section for the show notes for this episode, which again, you find at theproductivewoman.com slash 141 or go into the Productive Woman Community Facebook group and uh, share your ideas there. So going on with more wisdom from the group, Kate uh, makes the, the Sunday routine a family project. She says, my husband and I meal plan and put together a grocery list. I usually grocery shop. The kids unload the car and put away the groceries. Then we assembly line, putting together all the snacks and lunch components for the week, making it easy to grab and go on weekday mornings. Then I refill the medication bins and go through my Sunday basket. So there's that again. Lots of folks are using that. Um, she, She goes on, I do all the laundry, washing, drying, and the kids put it all away. Then I write down the week's events on a big calendar in the kitchen and make sure any uniforms, swimsuits, special items are clean and in the appropriate go bags, including her own gym bag. I then clean out and organize my purse, coat pockets, and laptop bag. A home weekly review with the husband is next, where we go over the schedule, plan uh, the meals and so on, finances, house projects and errands for the week. Finally, I plan my work projects, to-do list, and meeting stuff for the week, usually using OmniFocus, and then do something fun and relaxing with the family before dinner, and we usually have takeout or delivery on Sunday. Sounds like a full day, Kate, but uh, really, what a great setup for a a good, calm, uh, productive week. Jessica, um, loves the, I love the ideas that others were sharing. She says, I definitely try to get in a nap after church and catch up on housework that afternoon to make the week easier. I write to do's in my planner and review the week. I try to do uh, grocery shopping and errands Friday after work so I can enjoy my weekends a little more as well. And we're, we're going to talk about that in just a minute. That's, you know, we've been talking about Sunday routines to set up the week, but that may not be the best choice for you. And like Jessica, you may prefer to do certain of the errands and so on so that you can um, just relax more on the weekend. I do something. I try to do something similar. Chrissy also says my Sunday consists of relaxing meal prep for the week, grocery shopping, cooking family time at dinner, a glass of wine. And then before bed, I check my calendar for the week and coordinate schedules with my husband. Um, Then she says, I shower, blow dry my hair, and put on some vetiver, essential oil, vetiver, I'm not sure, Um, essential oil. And if I'm lucky, my husband's up for doing back massages, usually while watching the beachfront bargain hunt on TV. Um, Sounds like a great routine. And I love, Chrissy, um, how you... Uh, do the necessary you know do the meal prep do the different things but then save some time for in the evening for something that's kind of relaxing and lets you wind down for this for the uh, last part of sunday before the week starts Uh, i i uh, smiled dinah uh from Australia shared that being self-employed Sunday is not a big day for her for setting up the week. She works from home. She works for herself. And so Sunday isn't her setup time. And that's kind of where that's a great segue, um, into that kind of thinking, um, that it, because Barb brought up that, that very thing. She said, I really struggle with making time to prep for the week on a Sunday. I used to think Sunday evening would work, but by the time I'm done with dinner and said good night to my son, it's much the same as any other night and I'm exhausted and don't want to think too much. I thought about switching to making a weekly review or planning session on my, uh, my first thing in the morning task. After I get back from my walk, but I often sleep in later on Sundays. And by the time I get back, it's breakfast time and my day with my son is starting. So I put it off and never do it. So I think uh, maybe a lot of us have that. And uh, Dinah, who I just mentioned, chimed in in response to Barb's comment and says, try doing it Friday afternoon before you wind down from your week. And Emma said, that's exactly what she does it. She does it Friday afternoon and recommends that highly kind of as the way of wrapping up one week, take care of all this prep stuff, look ahead a little bit, and then you can just relax and enjoy. Chrissy said, I've never even considered using my Friday evenings to do my grocery shopping and errands. I've always saved it for uh, Sunday. I don't necessarily mind doing it on Sunday, but I think it'd be nice if I didn't have to. And so Barb said she was going to give that a try. Emma said, I prep for the weekend in an upcoming week on Friday afternoon, run the plan by my husband Saturday morning before our daughter wakes up, which is when he does the meal plan, then the rest of the weekend is free. So the point isn't really that what day you do it, it's that you have a time where you're looking ahead a little bit, getting some things ready, and then, um, you know, kind of batching that work so that the rest of the time is freed up you don't have to think about it. And uh, even more than than uh, what I've just mentioned, not everybody in the community feels like Sundays should be spent prepping for the week. Carol said, I do nothing on Sunday to get ready for next week. It's me day with friends and the things I love makes Monday a little more stressful, but I need a day for me and not the world's needs. And, you know, there's something really um, wise to be said that I, I actually agree with Carol. I do certain amount of planning. I do some planning for the week. Uh, I lay out my, my next week's spreads in my bullet journal for the coming week on Sunday afternoons. But for the most part, I really try to make Sunday uh, a day to breathe a little bit and relax before the work week starts so that I can start fresh on monday morning but i do have other times i to to do that kind of prep work and i and look ahead so that i'm set up for success during the week um Kelly said the same thing. She tries to keep Sundays free, but she she says, although I try to do at least one thing to make the week easier. Uh, But often, she said, we take an unofficial family nap on Sunday afternoon, and it's lovely. And I agree. There's something about naps on Sunday afternoons. Um, So I hope that some of these ideas are helpful to you. There are, again, the concept is not that you should spend your whole day Sunday pre- prepping for the week but find a time whether it's first thing Saturday morning or the middle, after after the Sunday nap or Friday afternoon but a time when you have um, reviewed what uh, what got accomplished during the week that's just been finished M- maybe make note of some things that need to be carried forward on your to-do list Look at your calendar, look at your to-do list. What's got to be accomplished in the week to come, and what do you need to prepare for that? And then making the time to do that in a consolidated, focused way so that you don't spend a lot of time uh, worrying about when you're going to prepare or getting to events during the week and and having to scramble and and be stressed out because you're not prepared for it. On the other hand, you know, it, it shouldn't be about filling up the day or the weekend with more work. It's so important to take time away from work. I, I did some research, found some really interesting articles about this idea of prepping for the week and setting yourself up for success. And I'll share links for those in the show notes for this episode. But one article um, on the lifehack.org website, this was called, uh, this article was called the 12, 12, weekend habits of highly successful people. And there were a couple of things that they said that I thought were really worth considering as we're thinking about how to use our weekends best. Uh, the article says, and I'm quoting here, weekends are the time to remind yourself of the forgotten little things to keep your work life harmony. The new balance in check, and reset if needed. Spending time with your friends, children, or partner might not directly increase profits that day or propel you into the limelight, but that doesn't make it any less important. And I could not agree more. There needs to be, uh, and it's hard, isn't it? Because when we whether we're working at a career or self-employed or simply running a busy household and caring for our families, we have these busy weeks and sometimes things get sort of shoved off to the weekend and we think we've got to get all this stuff done. And it's so important to keep some time free to enjoy life, to remind ourselves what we're working for, you know? And, um, It's important to, as I mentioned earlier, take some time to learn from your past, prepare for the future, and whether you do that, you know, as we've said, Friday afternoon, Saturday morning, Saturday afternoon, sometime on Sunday, but to do that. And this article, The 12 Weekend Habits of Highly Successful People, um, also said reflection should be a daily practice, but the weekend's are a perfect opportunity to step back and reflect on the lessons of the previous week and to make improvements for the next. Uh, Author of The Happiness Project, Gretchen Rubin, suggests starting a one-sentence journal to encourage daily reflection and make Saturday or Sunday your day to flick back through the week's entries. I really like that idea and I do something kind of like that in my bullet journal. I have a gratitude page and each day I just write a sentence about something I'm grateful for and on the weekend it's good to to go back and look through that and remind yourself of what you're thankful for. So again, I hope this is helpful. I really loved the conversation in the community about this topic. There were so many good ideas to try, things to think about. And again, the point isn't so much what day you pick as it is in establishing a routine that works for you, a habit of giving a little bit of time to preparing for the week so things are in place and can go more smoothly. But what do you think? Do you spend time on Sunday preparing for the coming week or do you new, use another approach to managing those sorts of things i would love to hear your thoughts on this you can share your your ways of doing it your co- or your questions your thoughts on this topic in the comment section of the show notes which again you will find at the productivewoman.com/141 or you can post a comment or question on the productive woman facebook page or even better, in the Facebook community group. Um, So, and if you haven't already done this, would you please join us in the Productive Woman Community Facebook group? This is a private group where we can meet up and interact more. You can ask questions, share information, insights, and encouragement. We just basically talk about everything related to making a life that matters in there. And I I love going in there and seeing um, people throwing out a question of uh, recently, uh, there was a question shared about asking the community members uh, their experiences with bullying in the workplace and how they dealt with that. And and some really good ideas came out there. And you know, just everything you can think of gets discussed there. I'd love to have you come and be part of that group. If you're not there, you can find us there on Facebook or just go to theproductivewoman.com slash group, and then click the join button. I'd love to have you be there. If you want to share your thoughts on this episode with me privately, you can email your questions, comments, or suggestions to me at feedback at theproductivewoman.com, and I would love to hear from you. If you enjoyed this episode, I would appreciate your help in spreading the word about The Productive Woman, both the podcast and the community. Tell your friends who uh, might enjoy the things we talk about here, show them how to subscribe and become part of the community. You can share this episode or any other. If you go to the website at theproductivewoman.com, find the episode that you like. Uh, You'll see social sharing buttons there that you can click, just with one click, share uh, the episode on your Twitter feed, your Facebook profile. Um, I'm trying to think what else we have, Pinterest, there a, a, a couple of other ways, various social media channels so that you can share an episode. I'd love it if you do that. And if you do tag me so I can see it and thank you. If you've never left a review of the show in iTunes, consider doing that. You can go to theproductivewoman.com slash iTunes and find it there and, uh, leave a rating and review. It helps me uh, more than anything else. It just helps me to hear, uh, to see what people are thinking of the show, what, what, uh, whether it's helpful or not and, uh, ways that I can improve it. I wanna say a special thank you to Kathy S who recently left a review in iTunes and said, each week I look forward to hearing what new topics or guests Laura will include on her show. Each week I gain valuable tips and strategies, but more important, new ways of thinking about making a life that matters. I take away ideas and insights that I use to reframe my days or to apply for everyday tasks or long-term goals. I'm impressed by Laura's generosity of spirit, And I'm grateful she's sharing all of this collective wisdom with her listening guests. Definitely a highlight of my week. So thank you, Kathy S. That was a highlight of my week. I really appreciated your kind words. And I appreciate hearing from anybody, whether it's an iTunes review, a, a post in the Facebook group or an email. I love hearing from you and am so grateful to get to be a small part of your life and to have you part of mine. So I appreciate that very much. Uh, one last reminder: Don't forget to check out our new sponsor, Alt MBA, by visiting altmba.com/productivewomen and see whether this new approach to leadership and management education is right for you. And thank you so much to Alt MBA for supporting the Productive Woman and for providing a resource for enterprising women all over the world. And that, my friends, is it for this episode of the Productive Woman. Thank you so much as always, for spending this time with me. I really do hope you found something in it that was helpful to you. I certainly uh, learned from the, co- the input of the women in the community that uh, I shared here and that they shared in the, in the Facebook group. I um, always look forward to, to talking with you and will look forward to talking with you again next time. And so until then, remember to extend grace to each other and to yourself and go make your life matter. The Productive Woman is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to help you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx.